I sweat. The one thing, though, that I am 100% sure about is that at full gear, I will give you cowboy shit. is live it is saturday morning we're going not all out we're going full gear target center minneapolis minnesota we got a lot of aew on the mind with this preview and i got some great superstars the aew elite we're talking joey wright what's up my dog maddie what is going on i am so ready to talk some aew tonight it's been far too long too long and not sweet enough. No, it's making a too sweet. We got Chi Town's finest. Chi Town Sports, stand up. Get on your feet. You do the cheers. Not a lot of booze tonight. It's Steven Johnson. Steven Roto. What's up, baby? Man, I hope there's not too many booze out there. I'm ready to talk some AE Dub, man. This is uh this is the most excited I've been about a card for a while. And that's coming off all out two months ago yes. <laughs> this is uh this is shaping up to be a, a hell of a night and i am pumped ready to chat some wrestling absolutely a lot of AEW talk from cm punk's second pay-per-view match to the journey of hangman page and anything and everything else we have a lot of AEW. we have eight matches to talk plus a little pre-show but before we get all up in our fields with AEW. Let's talk WWE releases because it's that time of the week. Every week, somebody's getting let go. I feel kind of like this is stale news, but it's not because they're just, anybody and everybody's out the door. We've seen Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, Keith Lee, Joey. Any names stick out or any thoughts of all these releases? What's the next move for WWE or these guys? Um, so the, the name that I saw that I was like, you know, if anyone's going to come over to AEW, I would want, it would be Keith Lee. Um, I've kind of mentioned in the past, I saw him and Ricochet, uh, go at it, evolve 80. It was WrestleMania 33 weekend. And it was one of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen live. Um, and I think he just clicks with a lot of people in AEW right now. I don't, other than powerhouse Hobbs, I can't really think of a big man they have. That's not complaining about his place on the card. Shout out Brian cage. Uh, but yeah, I would love to see Keith Lee come over to AEW. Um, but other than that, like I have no interest in carrying cross, uh, coming to AEW. Frankly, I hope he goes back to impact and just keep him over there. All right. We've got some Keith Lee feels tonight. What about you, Steve? Cause we see all these big names. We haven't seen Wyatt sign yet. Uh, has Strowman committed to TNA yet? Or are we still kind of on the fence there? I, I mean, I feel like he sh- would have been there already. Had he actually committed. Like, just right. given the fact that, I mean, Impact took a hit this week in the ratings, too. And so all of a sudden you're seeing that AEW relationship kind of deteriorate. And it really isn't as strong as it was a couple months ago. And, and now we're here kind of wondering, okay, what's the next step? How do you keep that energy that you or that momentum that you did have, you know, collaborating here? I, I don't think he's going there i feel like it would have happened already and that's the thing i'm trying to figure out is okay well if it's not there where is it because aew side like yeah keith lee needs to go to aew 
plain and simple. I'm still mind blown at the fact that he uh, got got cut to begin with. I mean, they repackage him with this bear cat, and then all of a sudden he's gone. It's like, okay, well that that was fun. That was short lived. I, I I don't know. Like I'm I'm really surprised that we we haven't heard from anybody. It makes no sense that we haven't heard from anybody at this point in time with the 90 days passing for, you know, the majority of these guys. I don't think we need to dive too deep into the releases because it's like the hits. They're just going to keep coming. We will try to hit you. Joe, any last thoughts of these releases before we move forward to the top card? I mean, I'm still going to stick by my Braun Strowman's going back to WWE. Um, when we did the releases podcast, uh, it was a couple, about a couple months back. Um, and I, if I had a batting average, I think I batted pretty well. I said Iconics to TNA, Daniel Bryan to AEW, and then Buddy Murphy to New Japan, and that's exactly what's Nailed happened. It. Um, so, you know, we're still kind of waiting to see where Bray Wyatt's going to end up or Wyndham Rotunda, but I think I might be talking about that a little bit later. Ooh, so that's a, that's a that little would little be a hell easier. of a surprise. Let's get to it. Yeah. You the jingle. AEW, <laughs> Target Center, full gear. Like we said, eight matches on the card. We have our AEW's finest to break down this event. Let's get it started. Let's talk a little pre-show. We got some big names on it. Cody Rhodes, Andrade, et cetera, et cetera. Anything to watch out there, Joey? Uh, I mean, Cody Rhodes is like the gatekeeper of AEW. When somebody comes over, they go through Cody Rhodes. And um, I mean, that is, if I'm look look at it right there, Pac, Malachi Black, and Andrade. Those are three former NXT champions. Um, So you've got four high caliber guys in one match Um, and an interesting pairing of Pac and Cody. I'm kind of interested to see how that all works out. Um, And I love what Malachi black and Andrade are doing together. It's really cool to see. Um, So I think it'll be a good match. I I think everybody's going to get their time in there, but uh, it'll be a good warm up match for the rest of the card for sure. And that's a pre-show man. You're getting Andrade Malachi Cody and Cody and Pac feel kind of thrown together, but I'll take it. Steve, anything on these guys? Yeah, I this it, it feels weird to me. Like this is the least exciting of the matches I think in the the card for me that it just doesn't really fit. I don't like like you mentioned like the weird pairing of of Pac and Cody is like is Cody going to try and make himself more heel even though he's already getting those bad reactions out of the crowd as it is already it's like okay what more is he gonna do it's just like it, it feels weird the the pairing feels weird this whole matchup feels weird i don't really know what to make of it uh ultimately other than feeling like there's gonna be some way where cody does something shady and comes out with the victory gets the pin on malachi black i feel like that's ultimately gonna be the end all be all in this match i can dig it Let's get to the main or to the main card. Started off with Christian, Christian. Instead of the theme, you're getting my singing, okay? And Jurassic Express, not Jurassic World, Jurassic Express. And Joey, I know this is another one. I'm gonna say feels all night. Super click, Young Bucks, mm. Pat, Nick Jackson, and Adam Cole, baby. First baby. match. Get into it, my man. Yeah, so I mean, my hope for this match is Jungle Boy gets the most ring time of anybody in Jurassic Express. Um, he's a star. I love the feud with him and Adam Cole. With that, looks like they're building towards. Um, I, I wish there was a camera on me when Adam Cole debuted. Uh, I lost my <laughs> effing mind. So glad to see him over there with um, Nick and Matt. It's just, it's so wonderful to see. Um, for me, Christian Cage is kind of a place filler here. 
Um, and I expect him to work in the match, but not really interested in what he's going to do in AEW. Um, I'm not really sure where his place is because he doesn't seem like he's old enough to be one of the legends that's helping out. But at the same time, he doesn't feel like he belongs at the top of the card. Um, and I know he beat Kenny for the title, but that was just to strengthen that TNA relationship a little bit. Um, I think Superclick's going to get the win. And um, I don't think it'll be the last we see of him uh, during the night. So. I can dig it. Any thoughts on Jungle Boy? Because he's one of the OGs of AEW. He's kind of, I wouldn't say a pillar, but he's one of those young talents. We're kind of seeing evolve slowly, but surely. Thoughts on Jungle Boy, Joey? Oh, I love him. I mean, he's one of the most exciting guys to watch in the ring. And he's like, I think he's like 24 years old. Uh, it's incredible to watch. And I mean, it's pretty well known who his father was with Luke Perry who uh, passed away not too long ago. Um, it's cool to see. Yeah, it's his talent for how old he is and for, I don't want to say how small he is, but I'm looking forward to seeing him lock up with like Daniel Bryan at some point. Um, and then him and MJF and Darby Allen. I mean, just the future of AW is going through Jungle Boy as well. Jungle Boy, Jurassic Express, Super Click, Steve, Young Bucks, man. We just saw them, what, two months ago, tear the house down, lose those tag straps. Now they got Adam Cole. How are you feeling about Super Click in this matchup? I, I'm really curious to see where they go with the Super Click in the next couple weeks because it, it feels like there's something brewing that we're really good. It's, it's going to, I think, to, to Joey's point, there's going to be some uh, fun uh, just around the corner. And really, I think, towards the beginning of the year as well, which uh, some additional people that could end up creeping into AEW in due time. Uh, but I, in this one, and kind of to, to Joey's point as well, I really wouldn't mind seeing Jungle Boy also get the pin here and kind of being the launch pad to really extend this because really I feel like they've just been going back and forth with these guys for a long time and it just you, you get these singles matches you get these weird tag matches of you know this guy and that guy this guy and this guy it's just mixed up and it's just like almost a time filler to the point where okay there needs to be that payoff and I feel like the only real payoff isn't necessarily the super click getting stronger on, on you know picking up the w it's jungle boy getting the pin and starting to put him out there as that guy that can actually go and up against some of the bigger names that aew is stacked here you know within this roster well not only that but you got to remember the false count anywhere stipulation so this could be some kind of we could really be underrating this match by storytelling with how they use implement this rule to tell a story. So I think it could be exciting. It could be funny. It could be interesting. Great. And, there is, a, and there is a dinosaur in this match. I mean, come <laughs> on people you know, a little quick. This is probably the place we could talk about it. If you've not watched last week's being the elite, um, <laughs> Nick Jackson eating. Did you see it, Steven? I saw bits and pieces. I didn't uh, watch the full thing. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Jackson eating hot jelly beans is one of the funniest things I've seen all week. Um, I, I, I've said it before. Heel Young Buck is the best Young Bucks, and they are just so, oh, they're so skeezy right now. I love it, especially Nick Jackson. Oh, my gosh. It's so bad. I love it. Uh, give all me right, more. Let's get a prediction then. Joey, who's who's winning this match? Um. I, I think this match is built to, like I said, build the Adam Cole Jungle Boy feud. Um, 
So like Steven said, I would not be surprised if Jungle Boy gets a quick pin. Something on Adam Cole to further that along. Because I think that's the reason this match is here, is to push that feud forward. Feeling the same way, Steven? Yeah, I, I just don't see what the the super click can get any of them really out of a pin in this match it's it's really one guy that drives the story forward with what you can do with these guys for for any longer all right let's keep it going because we got a stack card darby allen and mjf like we were talking earlier with jungle boy these are another two guys that really AEW is built from the ground up. And we've kind of seen both these guys, at least in the last six months to a year, really excel. So let's talk through this match. You know, we've got two great superstars that will probably be the future of AEW. Joey, lay it out for us. Anybody who hasn't really kept up with these two guys. Um, I mean, I think you have probably the cool guy in AEW with Darby Allen versus Let's be honest. One of the best chicken shit heels in the last Absolutely. What, 10 years. I'm going to say 10 years. Is it, I is say, it too I much say to say that? I'd say, yeah. I, honestly, he's um, one of my favorite all time. <laughs> he is, he is phenomenal at being a heel. Um, I don't, he's one of those guys. I don't ever think I could see as a face. There's no situation I could ever see MJF ever being a face. Cause he's just too good at it. Whether it's charging an extra $200 on top of the top name in AEW at his merch table, just to be an asshole. I mean, when you're, gimmick, you're, perfect yeah he is it's great it's it's kind of like the 70s and 80s it's wonderful i mean it's two of the four pillars of eight of aew right now and what their future is um i do think mjf um will take the win here pretty clean um and be the next challenger for the winner of the aew championship match which we'll talk about later i can do mgf's on fire darby allen you've kind of you like him but it's kind of i don't know if i'm sold yet Steven, what's your thoughts on these guys? See, the, the problem that I have with this is that they both, I feel, really need a win to, to really get things going. Uh, MJF, like the, the whole heel thing, you got to have something that, that kicks in. Like he loses to Jericho. You got to bounce back with a victory there. But then you have Darby. You, you stick him up against the, the sacrificial lamb there against CM Punk. Uh, obviously Punk's not going to lose his opening match in AEW. Uh, and, and now you're putting one of these guys on a, uh, on a losing streak here and kind of stopping their momentum. And I think the guy that you can't do that with right now is MJF. You really need that next big heel to go title chasing. That's really what it comes down to. But the, the worry that I have, and even though I believe that MJF is going to be the winner here is what happens to Darby after this match and where he goes. Cause I feel like he could fall down the card a bit in terms of, okay, what's next for him. I, I, I don't see it. I don't know what it would be that he could potentially go after. I, and I'm struggling to, to think of who that could be. So we 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 clear with the MJF win here. Or are we going Darby Allen, Joey? Yeah, I just had a thought. Is Steve was kind of breaking that down. What if this is the break between MJF and Wardlow? We've been kind of seeing a lot of. What if Wardlow causes causes him the match, and that's actually where MJF goes next. Um, I, I, I think that's possible. I think that is definitely yeah. possible. I mean, I, I, if you're not going to do it now, you're probably not going to do it for another couple months. And you know, they're not going to make that something happen on dynamite. So I think to, tonight, or I guess, yeah, tonight would really be it. <laughs> yeah. Do you think this, 
um, is maybe also where Darby Allen could use a different direction. Maybe he goes and teams with Malachi Black, breaks away from Sting because he's pretty much gotten everything he has from Sting. Um, it'd be kind of neat to see those two together. That feels I, like I almost mean, like a natural pairing. At the same time, though, I mean, I do we? I don't know how you do that without having that Darby versus Sting match and having it be that yeah. clean. And I don't know if Sting can hang with Darby in in a match like that. So I, I, I I'm curious. I'm curious to see how that that even happens and how that yeah. split occurs without Sting just kind of fading into the darkness and we never see him again. I don't think Sting could take a coffin drop. <laughs> Man, didn't he just break his neck like two or three years ago? It's probably been longer now. We're just old. Oh, is that the uh, uh, Rollins match, right? Rollins, yeah, yeah, in the, in the yeah. In Why the, didn't we the, ever get the Undertaker Sting? What was up with that? Ugh. Just bad booking. Yeah, <sighs> bad booking. shit as they call it. Let's keep it going, man. Lucha Brothers versus the Revival. No, Los Superanos. No. FTR, AEW Tag Team <laughs> Championship match. You've got FTR, the AAA Tag Team Champions. Thoughts of this view, Joey, and how do you see this kind of playing out? I think it's kind of funny that we see the the Tag Team Championships of what you would expect the other one to hold the belts of. It's kind of neat, just a little thought there. But, I mean, they're two of the best tag teams in the world right now and with such different styles. Uh, I am greatly anticipating this match. Um, I always kind of like it when two different styles kind of mesh and meet in the in the middle a little bit. And I think we'll get um, something a lot different than the Bucks and Lucha, where it was just like a spot fest. I think we're going to see the Lucha Brothers and FTR battling for control of the match. If this is the style I want to run, no, I want to do high spots. No, I want to do like technical wrestling. But there's like a common denominator between these two tag teams, and that's brutality. Like Penta is one of the most brutal uh, wrestlers there is and you know ftr you know no flips just kicks so i think it's going to be a great match i'm really looking forward to it um i'll let steven talk and then we can talk about winners <laughs> I, I i i don't know that just the the whole uh yeah the, the whole situation in them holding uh the the triple a tag team is just like i just the way it happened too is just yeah. like so great like it's so great and you just you just wanted it to happen the problem is i can't see this being a a swap now i i still think that what the lucha brothers have they they need to hold on to the titles that it's it's too fresh for them to to give it up and they've got a little too much going for them even though i love ftr i think they are vastly underrated they were underrated in wwe they're underrated now in terms of what they can do they are pure tag team wrestling the problem is i just don't know if they necessarily have the wherewithal outside of the hijinks to really bring it full circle uh and really get the the aw crowd behind them on this as well so i i i love it and i i appreciate also that um you know, the AEW overall and Tony Khan have uh, treated this with a, a little more specialty than we've seen in tag team wrestling. And we're kind of seeing the the, the payoff here to an extent, but I don't think it's going to result in any exchanging of belts. 
I love how you guys mentioned two different styles of wrestling, but you see the Tully and Arn Anderson style, and then you see the Lucha Bros are just white hot, and then the storyline in this match just makes it could be a very underrated match. Like Joey was saying, the back and forth between two different styles and who's going to hold the match. So let's get to a prediction. Joey, I see you yawning over there. You got a long day ahead of you. <laughs> who, do we, who are we calling here? Do you think, you know, FTR gets the tag belts, Lucha's nah. come back and get the AAA, or are we keeping Lucha hot like they are? Lucha's white hot, and that's how it's going to stay. And, you know, yeah. I kudos to them. I thought that they really had peaked as a team. And um, I was like, ah, okay, I think that's as far as they're going to go. And that match they had with the Bucks just took them to another level, and they're just rolling since then. Um, so I'm excited to see what they do. I was almost at a point where I'm like, all right, maybe let's split them up and let them do their things individually. Because, I mean, as singles wrestlers, they're phenomenal as well. So, yeah. Lucha Bros, FTR, Steven, who we win in this match? Yeah, uh, Lucha Bros as well. I will say the one thing I am a little concerned about in this match is the fact that. It, FTR isn't going up against what you'd necessarily call technical wrestlers like themselves. So I am really curious to see how they, they mesh in this one as well. Um, even though we we've seen them go up against each other, you know, time and time again, uh, I, I'd say it's the Lucha brothers. They, they got to hold on to it. Uh, you, you can't pull the plug <laughs> where they're at right now and how they've been. All right, let's keep it going. We've got literally the first ever AEW world champion inner circle. I uh, thought it was interesting reading Joey's notes on this because I kind of agree, but we've got inner circle. If anybody doesn't know who that is, that is Chris Jericho, uh, Jack Hager, Sammy Santana and Ortiz versus a really weird team. America's top team with the owner, Dan Lambert, Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, and then two really well-known UFC guys, Junior Dos Santos, Andre Arlovsky. It reminds me of like 05, 04, playing the UFC game. Saturday night, I'm wearing my, what are those shirts, the the fighting shirts they had? Oh, what was it? They was, were was hot. It, there was yeah, Tap Out, your, and there was another one, too. The Tap Out, and then you had your, like, diamond-studded jeans. Oh, yeah. And you just screamed <laughs> douchebag, but it was fun. Um, <laughs> let's talk Inner Circle, America's top team, Joey. Two contrasts of styles, and in a street fight, nonetheless, Joey, fill us in, baby. Yeah, I mean, not to be negative, because I don't want to be negative. But <laughs> be negative, please. <laughs> this is, this if you're not, my, I will. <laughs> yeah, no. This has been my least favorite storyline of the last while. Um, I love Ethan Page, though. Um, and I like Scorpio Sky quite a bit, um, and along with every member of Inner Circle. But I could care less about the clunky moves from American Top Team leading to Jericho having to sell them all. I don't. I just don't want to see that. Um, you know, I like MMA. Of course, I love pro wrestling, and I understand the appeal of merging them. But I, I've got no buy-in on any of the UFC guys, especially Junior Dos Santos, because I think we've seen him go down this road before, and it just doesn't pan out. Right. Um, I will say though. Dan Lambert, excellent on the microphone. I, I do enjoy the stuff he says. And I know he did it in a little while for TNA. Um, so he's got some practice. And I wouldn't mind seeing Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky take Dan Lambert with him as a mic man. Now, I know he's got American Top Team down in Miami, so he can't really do that. But, you know, it'd be pretty cool to see. Um, and I'll, I'll wait to say who I think is going to win. 
<laughs> so I have a real quick question to both of you. Yeah. We'll keep talking this match. Chris Jericho. Like, because this just doesn't feel right. And I don't know if he's just he's he's entertaining, but it's like it's almost like a passing of the guard at this point. It's not what you it what is his place in AEW at this point, Joey? Because it's, it's kind question. of he was he was a great opener. He's he got them leveled up. Yeah, and I mean I think Jericho has done everything and more that AEW could have ever asked for him at, to this point. And I think we did see a little while ago him starting to transition over to commentary. And I think that's where his legacy will be. Um, you know, he just had the Jericho crew, so I understand why he couldn't probably didn't want to have a huge program leading into this event. Um, but, you know, I, I I think his ship is is coming to port soon <laughs> and he'll just park himself up at the announce table at the holiday and be a great game. mentor to a lot of talent. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Man. If you haven't listened, read his books, listen to his podcast, he's on another level, as we've seen with what he's done for AEW. All right, Steven, let's talk Chris Jericho for a second, and then we'll get you to fill me in on this match. Jericho... The rest, what is his outlook? Is it is it the announce table? Is it stepping away from AEW and kind of just doing his own thing? What are your thoughts on Jericho moving forward? I, I don't think he'll ever fully step away from everything. I, I, I just don't see that happening, I think, with what he helped build from the, the early onset and with everything. I mean, this even goes uh, back to all in. In, in Chicago when AEW wasn't even a thing and him popping up out of nowhere and starting the pro the program with Kenny Omega uh, on one of his cruises. Uh, I mean, he's, I think he's fully in, in some capacity, probably to the commentary aspect of it. And then from uh, a wrestling aspect, a program aspect, I really can't see much with the exception of maybe a final break off from the inner circle and we see some payoff there at some point down the road, and that's pretty much it for his in-ring in career. I mean, I think there's only so far he can go and so much he can do and really carry himself in a singles match, and that's why we've seen him so often in these large five-on-five -five matches that just continue to come and go against all these various groups. So I'd probably say that that's the route that Jericho takes from here on out. When you have these big matches with stipulations like a street fight or a stadium match, things like that, you can kind of use gimmicks and props to entertain. You know, it's almost like a, a let up. You can either go to the bathroom, come back, or you can just be entertained. So I think that does a great job with this. Let's get to predictions. Steven, who, are, is this America's top team? Are they just going to put these guys over? Or what are your thoughts here? Uh, I, I think this is inner circle all the way and in the process watching Dan Lambert get his ass kicked <laughs> at some point. Although I really, really want to see Paige Van Zant get a spot in this. And, and, and she's, I, and she's been pretty damn good in this entire program. Honestly, the arguably the best person in America's yeah. top team uh, wow. in, in this whole thing. It just, there, there's nothing about this that pays off to, Scorpio and Ethan and the the team coming away with a victory here. It just doesn't feel that way. And this feels kind of like one of those celebrity plugs that I hate saying it, but like WWE was always accustomed to doing where they bring in that random guy with, but the exception here is that random guy or person will not win the match. Joey. 
So I, I, I think Steven hit on something. I think there is a star on the American top team side and that's Paige Van Sant. And she's gotten her, I should be nice. Okay. She's gotten beaten <laughs> in her last few fights pretty badly. Yeah, she has. Um, And so, you know, maybe that, maybe that part of her career is done. Her and Jericho going back to forth reminded me a lot of Stephanie and Jericho in the early 2000s. You know, and the women's division, the AEW is probably, um, they had definitely have some strong points, but it's definitely the area they could use the most addition to. Mm-hmm. Um, so Paige Manzant going over to the women's division and somehow helping American top team win this, um, that would be the reason why they would win, is to push Paige Manzant as a female in AEW's female division. I can dig it. But she's bad and you know, more than one way. We can't help it. Oh yeah. man. Be nice. so inner circles getting the win. <laughs> Let's talk this next one though. Second pay-per-view match for CM Punk, best in the world. Everybody remembers the gif Jeff Goldblum gif that broke Twitter. On AEW, <laughs> yeah. Eddie Kingston, another guy. He's kind of been around, and he's kind of—I wouldn't say floundered, but he's an interesting, interesting, I'd say, history project. Just watching his career. But this is looks like they've got some real life beef, or at least they're playing off of it. Joey, kind of fill everybody in on this this rivalry. Yeah, so I I'm really excited for this match. Um, there was an article, I forget who wrote it. Um, I really wish I had the name of the person because it was really good. I went through it today um, about the beef that Punk and Eddie Kingston did have when they were in Ring of Honor. And there was kind of like a passing of the torches when C Punk went to WWE and Eddie felt betrayed. Um, but, you know, Eddie reminds me a lot of Mick Foley and that he's an amazing hand that he doesn't really ever have to win to win, if you know what I mean. Um, he's always over. Um, I think Punk goes over. And what I'm hoping is better than the other four matches we've seen out of him. Um, I know he was gone for seven years, but I'm looking forward to seeing the punk of old. And I think we're going to get that soon. I think the rust is starting to come off. Um, and other than Omega and page, uh, it's the best promo storytelling that we've had leading up to this pay-per-view. Um, watch. I mean, you've got two great promo guys going head to head and that's always entertaining. Um, I'm looking forward to the match. Art imitating real life. Eddie Kingston, CM Punk, Stephen, takeaways and thoughts on this match. Yeah, I, I'm honestly just happy that we've gotten past the whole punk. Oh, I'm so happy to be back. Oh, seven years. Well, and just like the same song and dance that we heard for two months. And now we're getting into the 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 bloodbath that is the great Mike Cork that is CM Punk. I mean, that's the fact that these two have been able to really ramp up this rivalry in this match. Uh, I mean, I could sit here and listen to them for hours, just go at each other on the mic. And the fact that we're getting this payoff, very excited about it. And, uh, you know, I, to, to Joey's point, Kingston doesn't need victories. He just doesn't. And, yeah, he's had some really awkward moments this year, specifically the ring blow up that I uh, uh, just thinking about makes me cringe. <laughs> Should have been so much better. <laughs> um, but I, I, I'd have to say that you got to keep the the victories in in Punk's corner in this one, uh, just because you he he's your 
golden child right now with what you brought him in to do. And given the fact there was so much hype around him, I can't imagine him getting a loss this early uh, in AEW. All right. I can dig it. Go ahead, Joey. Has Punk fallen a little short of what you were hoping he was going to bring? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it hurts to say it because yeah. <laughs> um but and that's what I'm hoping this Eddie Kingston feud is gonna do is is kind of shake it out of him. Um well, and I'm I'm not saying that I'm disappointed that CM Punk's back. It's not what I'm saying at all. Um I, I think you know you have a favorite in your heart that's gone for seven years and they finally come back and you're like, oh, it's gonna be just how it was, and it's not kind of hard to digest well, at times but my, you know. my my other thing and like this is going back on onto peacock and watching old matches i'm like Dude, was he really this bad that i just didn't know or just didn't care like <laughs> like i have that doubt sitting in the back of my mind that oh maybe he wasn't as good as we you know remembered him being after all this time but i i don't know i, I like i said i think that he has shown progression and obviously seven years is a long damn time. So yeah, the, the hope is there. And if he doesn't produce on Saturday, then I'm going to be really worried, really so worried. I said that through all of punk coming back, there's only one thing I want to come out of this. And that's for him and Kenta to have a match. And Kenta Set called him, him out. Way. Yeah. Called him out last week. He's got the U uh, S title now. And So if, listen, if Punk's just getting some reps in to build to that match and that match is the one that's like, he's back. Um, Because (laughs) I was robbed of that. Kenta coming into NXT, Punk leaves. Like, I still to this day, I'm just like, that's the match. And then Kenta was injured his whole time in NXT. Like, we just never got it. And so I'm excited. I'm, I don't know if Wrestle Kingdom's too early, but I'm hoping maybe we get it in January. I think what would just I, I i would love to see you lose your mind and just out of nowhere kenta just shows up at the end of that match <laughs> like, like you would die i would i wouldn't make it to omega and Hangman. i wouldn't make it that'd be it I mean, done oh god oh. That, don't get me thinking man uh the scene's I, so been I was, laid, so something's up. Yeah. <laughs> Not to go off tangent, but I was at Kenta's first match in the United States when he came to NXT, and he came around, and he didn't speak a word of English at the time, and um, he was coming around shaking hands, and I grabbed his hand, and I was like, thank you so much for coming to NXT, and I said a bunch of stuff to him, and he just shaking his head at me, and I'm like, <laughs> and then it clicked, like, oh, he doesn't understand what I'm saying, but like, I'm so, he got he got what I was saying. Smile and wave, boy, smile and wave. Yeah. Oh no! That, if Kenta shows up, um, so what's the what's the visa situation? It's like seven days. Now you got me thinking. It's gonna happen. Uh, we got right. Joey working uh, PSA security or whatever. I'll let him through. I don't care. Let's, <laughs> Let's talk about somebody who has made an impact because we've got mm-hmm. Kingston Punk, we've got Brian Danielson, and the replace for Moxley, we've got Miro. Two guys who've been on fire in AEW and, you know, Miro, you've seen actually have a career that we really kind of got robbed of after the first year in WWE from, you know, Miro, Rusev Day or whatnot. Um, But we get Danielson, we get Miro. This has got to be 
a slobber knocker, as Jim Ross would say. What do you think, Joey? Yeah, I'm expecting Daniels and Amiro to have like a very British strong style kind of type of match. Um, lots of chest slapping and power moves. Um, I've loved everything from Danielson since he's come over from WWE. He's not missed a step. He's been better than he's ever been. That match with Omega, thank God it was a draw because we're going to get another one. Oh, loved every second of it. Um, he seems like he's wrestling the way he's wanted to, which is just completely technical the whole way through. And slaps, lots of slaps. Um, I think AEW has been missing their Zack Sabre Jr., not to say Danielson's you know, less than Zack Sabre Jr., but like that 100% in-ring technician. And so now AEW has that role filled. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Miro work more than seven minutes. That's going to be exciting. Um, we've seen really good stuff from him in the past, but since he's right to AEW, I haven't gotten exactly what I want out of him. Um, so I feel like we're going to witness that, uh, his like coming out party. Um, I'm really looking forward to this match. Danielson has just been on fire. It's 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 great to see. Intense. That's what we should get. Brian Danielson, Miro. Steven, what are your expectations for this match? Uh, you know, I, uh, I I have to to echo those same sentiment sentiments. It's that's uh, he he's I think been uh, everything and more that what AEW could have brought in. And it's funny because there were uh, uh, conversations and interviews with uh brian that had mentioned he could have slept walk through any match in wwe <laughs> but he's like like i'm worried about my health in AEW because like i can't like sit back and just waltz through this like i was accustomed to because everything is so damn good and going up against uh, a, a wrestler like Miro. And honestly, I mean, to, we all knew what he was capable of in WWE and even what he can do now. Um, I, I really like the opportunity for Miro to, to pull up a shocking victory here. And, and actually it's going to be a swerve and there's something that's going to happen. I'm not, I, I can't put my finger on, depending on where it is in the card, what could potentially happen, but it would not shock me if it ends up being Miro. And this is the guy that ends up going after somebody else Yeah, at the end of this tournament uh, because there needs to be that heel that ends up wandering up. So I think that's the payoff here in this match is it won't be clean, but it will be Miro. Yeah. Um, so this might be a good point to mention something that happened on Wednesday was the best friends joining chaos. And we heard a name for the first time on AEW television, which was Okada, which holy cow, if AEW gets Okada, crazy, forget about Kenta and punk. I'm just going to back it in. <laughs> like, uh, um, can you imagine Danielson and Okada going at it? Oh God. I know. Right. I, like yeah. it just seems oh, that's a match. I feel like who's going to give, who's going to get it. Cause it's going to happen, but one company's going to want it. Which one's going to get it. And so I don't know, I'm just, I, you said that you don't think it's clean. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh my God. Chaos is now part of AEW. So I don't know. I mean, they and and they they've been a part of they've had connections since the beginning. If you yeah. if you if you go back three years, it's been there. It's crazy mm -hmm. to see this, you know, just this ride we've been on with AEW 
and just how stacked this roster is, how good these pay-per-views have been. Yep. And just it just keeps getting slowly getting better. Real quick, I want to do this just rapid fire. I know we've still got, what, two matches left to talk about. AEW today, you're starting out AEW. Who is your first pick in the draft? Oh, Joe. God. You can only pick I, one guy. This is that's <laughs> tough. Yeah, that's tough. AEW draft episode. I'm, so wait, am I oh, starting? Am you, I you're starting, starting yeah. AEW today with how everybody's performing at the moment? Is like, it is it Hangman Page? Is it Omega? Is yeah, it the Young I mean, if I'm starting the promotion today with the talent we have on the roster, I mean, because I have to think about the future. I would I would want to say Hangman, but I don't. Okay. I think they made the right decision when they took Jericho first. Because they had to have a name to build it off of. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, split- power rankings, you're probably going Adam Page at the top. Oh, man, but Omega's been the best thing they've had. Yeah, like, that's I, just, I, I got to go Omega. Yeah, it's just... It's the main event, it's like, baby. That's how good it is. Yeah, it's right now it's Omega, but you got to think about the future. And Omega's only got maybe three to five years left in his real good in-ring performing tank. He's so good. Let's not over it was a good conversations. Like I said, it seems the main events, the guys. So let's talk the women's championship match. Britt Baker, Taylor Conti, who we saw come from NXT, kind of didn't do a lot, but she's kind of performed on AEW television of late. And we know what Britt Baker is. She's just a boss. She's the doctor, baby. Joey, thoughts on this AEW women's championship match? What are the thoughts here? One of my pleasures of AEW has been watching Ty Conte grow. Uh, the first time I ever saw Ty Conte wasn't in a ring. It was at the door of an NXT house show where she scanned my ticket. Um, and so seeing her, because um, she had that MMA background, and to grow like she has in AEW uh, with Anna J as the tag team, you know, that's a great relationship that I th- think we'll see break apart at some point, which will be great, a uh, great rivalry to see happen. Um, I'm loving everything with Ty Conte, but this is Britt Baker's division. She has been unbelievable during the pandemic. She was one of the things that kept the show going. She really was, uh, when there was not a crowd, um, and now her baby's there with her in AEW. So it seems like she's there to stay and there for a while. I was starting to worry. Um, like, cause she looks up to Bailey and Sasha so much. Would she want to go work with them? But now she's there to stay. This division's hers. Um, I think this match is hers. It's going to be a good match. Um, I think this will build to the Thunder Rosa feud, which that's that's Britt Baker's main rival. That's, you know, HBK Taker. I mean, that's that's Britt Baker's Shawn Michaels is Thunder Rosa. Or Baker, whichever way you want to look at it. Looking forward to it, though. It's going to be a great match. Yeah. Adam Cole and Britt Baker, man. Crazy. Just the, talk about a power couple. Sitting macho and Elizabeth. Freak out, brother. Bite your tongue, Joey, right? <laughs> I don't know. It. Like, let's just be frank. I don't know which one I like better. No. <laughs> oh. Oh. I do love me some Adam Cole. So. Yeah. He's, <laughs> Anyways. It's just crazy, man. Yeah. Britt Baker might be bigger than Adam Cole. Uh, let's keep it going. <laughs> Women's title match, Stephen. What do you got for us? Yeah, this this is Britt Baker's to win. I I'd be shocked if Conte comes away with the the belt. I don't see. I feel like this is that that early like 
figure out where my camera is here but like that early like hill and then it'll take off eventually down the road uh where we'll see her holding the belt at some point but it's not going to be at full gear just gaining that experience we saw with what hangman page the last two years it's just sometimes it's a process Mm. you got to trust it you've got to start somewhere and you've got to have a journey and that's what we have in this main event omega all the nicknames, all the history. One of my favorite wrestlers, just to kind of look back and see his journey, minus WWE. He hasn't needed it. That's what's so sweet about this guy. He's in a league of his own. And now this homegrown talent, Hangman, Adam Page, one of Joey's guys, main event, AEW championship on the line. Joey, we're talking about feels again. This is what everybody's tuning in for Saturday night at full gear. Talk us through this main event. So in the last 10 years, I'm not even going off my notes now. I'm going off story. I can read. <laughs> I can say this in the heart. In the last 10 years, there's been three uh, feuds that have really just pulled me back into watching professional wrestling. Uh, the first one was Omega and Okada. Just Omega's journey to get the IWGP te- uh, Heavyweight Championship. That journey was some of the best storytelling Gargano and Ciampa and NXT, their story um, from DIY tag team champions to Gargano finally win the championship um, and the rise of Hangman Adam Page. Um, They've been building the story since the moment one of AEW. Um, I remember an interview with Cody Rhodes before AEW was even a thing. And he said, Adam Hangman Page is a world champion one day. And that's Nick, Matt, Kenny, Cody, they have been working towards this moment and it's going to happen Saturday. Uh, Kenny Omega is my favorite wrestler on this planet. And I cannot wait for him to lose on Saturday. It is going to be a <laughs> phenomenal moment. Um, we're going to get the coronation of hangman. Um, it's easily going to be match of the night. Um, you know, I, uh, just excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've got more and then I started looking at my notes uh, but no I, I hope we get a post-match uh, celebration with Hangman um, but if we don't there's a couple things that I could see happening but I want to hear Steven's thoughts on the match um, I, I think we're going to get 30 minutes of Love. these guys going yeah. at it they have been telling the story from when they were tag team champions together there was the buckshot lariat that was just about to happen but Hangman pulled back I don't think they're going to hold back at all I don't think Hangman's going to think about his newborn baby. I think it's all going to be in that ring on Saturday, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, the, this is the the, the two year payoff extraordinaire. Uh, this is, I mean, I I can't remember um, just just thinking over all of the uh, different moments these two have had together, and the fact that it's gotten to this point after everything. Like if if they kept the belt on Omega, I I might like cry. <laughs> like I, I like it's just like if you don't do it, then like when do you do it? Like it, it, it's it's one of those scenarios where it's like there is got to be such heavy odds on on Page coming away with a clean win, not nothing with shenanigans, nothing with the elite getting involved, nothing with hell, even the dark order getting involved at some point too, even though page left that behind. Uh, I, I, I just can't imagine a scenario where it, it doesn't result in, in 
confetti. I hope there's confetti. <laughs> yeah, give, <laughs> you know, give him the confetti. He deserves it. He really he, he does. does. He does. Um, and really, I mean, the, it's it's giving the fans what they want, which we all know Tony Khan is very good at doing. Yeah. Uh, and this would be uh, a fantastic way to end the night in doing so. Absolutely. I my only hesitation, I do think Heyman's winning this. I've already said it, is when Kenny won the championship in New Japan, which everyone was waiting, it was a long road to get there. And it the the situations are so mirrored where Kenny had to go back to his roots. He had to bring in Kota Ibushi to unite the Golden Lovers to get that part of him back. And so I'm wondering, is every part of Hangman that he needs to win this championship there right now? And my only hesitation is maybe they pull back because they don't think Hangman's got everything he needs. I think he does. But because Kenny was so ready and they still pumped the brakes on him a little bit, made us want a little more than they, you know, had Kenny and Matt, you know, feud a little bit. You know, I've talked to Maddie that I want to go back and do the Okada series with Kenny. Um, because when Kenny finally wins a championship, Stephen, if you remember the biggest moment, isn't Kenny win the title? It's when he hugs Matt Jackson is when they reunite the friendship. And, you know, AEW has been incredible about telling the story. And, you know, maybe we'll talk about what a couple things I might think happen to where <laughs> maybe the hangman finally becoming champion is when him and Kenny can bury the hatchet together. I don't know. One, well, you've got a hell of a, in your notes, you've got a hell of a story written out for i feel like this is days of our lives sometimes because you are a booker joey at heart i want to book it i listen you do a hell of a job so let's hear it dude let's get to it it time and time again tony if you ever need me give me a call um so one of the things i can see and i'm gonna send it to him (laughs) please do we've we've clipped before to send them um so one of two things i could see happening i really just hope hangman gets his celebration um gets his championship celebration and maybe they move these two things to wednesday night but if they don't i do think these two things will happen eventually um i think kenny's getting kicked out of the elite um they've been dropping hints it's going to be a throwback to when aj styles lost the championship and they need a leader that's going to lead them into the future and that's going to be adam cole baby um and that'll send kenny on a dream match tour you know he's got matches that he needs to check out that bucket list him and daniel bryan do not need the championship they don't they can they can main event without the title they don't need it um kenny and coda have to they got to do it one more time for the fans and same thing with okada kenny and okada have to go one more time um just before it's all said and done so i think he goes on the dream match tour for a while but the interesting thing that i think is going to happen um is and probably wednesday because i don't think you want to run this moment for hangman because it's a big moment um i think the dark order will come out to congratulate hangman and ask him one final time if he will be their leader and hangman will say no i think the dark order will say we have expected this you would say that so we have someone else lights go down lights come up and we have bray wyatt random rotunda as the leader of the dark order to take them in a completely different direction um in a darker direction the way that mr brody lee would have wanted Hundred percent, And I think that there's a couple because that's been such a comedy act since Brody left, which I think you kind of have to do. Um, I think this is a way you can split Anna Jay and Tay Conte up um, where Anna Jay is dark. Ty Conte is light. 
you know, and that's just a small part of it. But no, I mean, I think the way the Dark Order turns on Hangman is you bring in, you know, that's where I think Bray Wyatt fits in if he's going to show up. I wouldn't mind that. Would not mind that. Sounds at good, all. doesn't it? It does. I'm yeah. clipping this. I am clipping yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> the only so if Bray were to show, the only other thing I'd want to see him do is uh, team up with Malachi Black. I think they'd make a cool little make their own little faction. Um, yeah. By the way, shout out to Stables. Yeah, AEW's doing it right. More Stables. <laughs> Keep your wrestlers healthy. Um, but no, I mean, I mean, it's the Hangman Page coronation. And it's going to be beautiful when it happens. I'm probably going to cry because, you know, it's just. It was done hangman. correctly. Yeah. They just, <laughs> the Bucks and Cody on Ring of Honor. And they saw this little cowboy sitting ringside and they said, we're going to, we're going to take this guy under our wing. And I mean, that was what, almost five years ago. And he was, right. he was a history teacher then working part-time for Ring of Honor. It's just, it's so right. cool to see. And um, I can't wait for it. And I'm loving that Kenny's going to be the one to give it to him. I think it's the way it should be. It really should. No one else should have given this to him except for Kenny. And I love that he's going to. So now if Kenny wins, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> As I'm wearing my Kenny Omega t-shirt. <laughs> it's it's pretty good feeling, though, that you can feel like that about your favorite wrestler that, you know, how big of a moment this is for a guy who doesn't even have to win the match for you to just, you be so heavily oh, yeah. involved in the storyline and the thought process of this main event for full gear here. I mean, that's, that's what AEW has done so well is if you're telling a good story and you've got good wrestling, it doesn't matter who wins and loses. It really doesn't. Cause it's all a story and you're telling the story, right? You know, at some point you're going to get a payoff. I watched Kenny lose to Okada two times and it crushed me each time. And that, then there was a tie, but the fourth time when he finally did it, I mean, I was screaming in my living room. It was great at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Joey, real quick for anybody, yeah. you know, I can't get Steven to come over and hold my TV antenna so I can watch <laughs> full gear. So if anybody wants to witness, say they're new to the AEW product, you're, they're kind of just tuning in to the Wrestling Matt podcast for the first time. Yeah. Where can they find full gear? Is this something you have to have a certain network? Is this a pay-per-view? How do you access this pay-per-view? Oh, uh, spoiler. Give me a second. Uh, Bleacher Report um, is how domestically the in the United States we can watch it. I do not know if I think Fight TV, can we get it through Fight? I I've so. bought every AW pay-per-view through Bleacher Report. So I've gotten all of them. So. Yeah, same here. All right. Any last thoughts before we get out of here, guys? Joey, Steve, any last, some one word to maybe sum up this pay-per-view as far as pre-match, pre-build-up, looking forward to tonight, Joey? Um, no, I think I've said everything I've said and probably too much. And, you know, when I when I had this podcast on the books and I told Maddie, okay, I'm coming to do full gear, there was one person I wanted to do it with us, and that was Steven. So I'm so glad he could come do it with us because – Oh. Uh, yeah, no, I, and you know I mean that too. <laughs> I Ever know. since you made fun of me and Tanner for the Jay White shirt, this, is, this, no, is, this has been overdue. <laughs> so no, I, I'm so excited for this event. Um, I'm gonna get a little nap tomorrow to make sure I can stay awake. My kids have been, <laughs> but no, my kids are staying at the grandparents. I'm gonna, you know, wow, be all ready for it. Yeah, I, you. The thing is, is, it's quantity or quality because AEW. It's easy when they're only having like one pay per view right. every three months to get something good in there. Um, yeah. But no, I'll, I want to be back to go over the Omega Okada 
uh, trilogy. Um, we'll, get you, we'll get you in here on your wheels. And I'm sure we'll have you on this next AEW pay-per-view when the time comes. From one Piper fan to the other, Steve, give me a word that sums up your feelings heading into tonight. Uh, honestly, just the, the one word is excitement. Uh, like I said, it's been a long time since I've been this excited about a card from top to bottom, really. Uh, even the worst match isn't that bad of a match. And it's fantastic to have that type of hype uh around a pay-per-view and around uh an event like this and i i'm hoping that it's more built on what happens in the ring and the technical aspect versus a surprise or two but i won't mind a surprise or two uh depending on what they do end up being because we all know that Tony Khan has always got something up his sleeve in terms of a surprise whether it uh is something we all want or not so in due time, but very, very excited to watch this unfold. AEW, that good, good. Let's get out of here. The Joey Wright, anything you want to plug before we bounce? Yeah, so um, I'm a writer for Rasball for Fantasy Football. If you like the fantasy football, shoot me up over there. I also have a new series that I fell into, not sure how it happened, uh, called Start Sits and Salutations with Front Yard great. Fantasy, um, <laughs> giving you starts and sits in my own little unique way. Um, and also my rankings can be found on fantasy pros. Um, and I am the AEW member of this podcast. I'm here like four times a year and anytime CM Punk shows up to talk all about it. So <laughs> Nobody does it better than the right guy. Let's talk Steven Roto though, man. At Steven underscore Roto. Chi-Town sports, graphics, you name it. You've got your pulse on the beat of wrestling football and just life in general anything you want to plug sir i uh, know you can find my stuff at chastitysports.com and find me on twitter at steven with a ph underscore roto nice and simple <laughs> nice and joey right on twitter sorry i forgot about the twitter. at the joey right at steven underscore roto i'm at maddie daddy twitter facebook myspace you name it the wrestling map podcast subscribe leave a rating a review We'll be back with a little bit of November, a little Survivor Series talk in the near future. Guys, enjoy Full Gear, Target Center, Minneapolis, Saturday night. Joey, Steven, and the daddy. We're bouncing. We're out. This is West 54.